0: Math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. At this point in your life, you're no doubt something of an arithmetic expert. You've been doing things like adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing numbers for so long that you can, hopefully, pretty much do these things in your sleep. But in many ways, these things are really just the tip of the arithmetic iceberg, Because, as we learned last time for addition, and as we'll learn today for subtraction, there's a lot more to the seemingly simple world of arithmetic than you might think. Sure, when you break it all down, it is indeed fairly simple, no surprise there. But there are a number of subtleties about how best to think about arithmetic that are definitely worth taking some time to think about. So today, let's do some thinking. As we discussed last time, and as you no doubt already knew to one degree or another, addition is really nothing more than the process of taking several piles of things and combining them all together into one single pile of things. If you turn this idea on its head, you quickly get to the idea behind today's main topic, subtraction. To be a bit more precise about things, subtraction is the process that takes one pile and separates off some portion of it leave us with a different pile than we began with. In other words, subtraction undoes addition. One adds things to a pile, although, as we'll see later, this doesn't necessarily make the pile bigger, and the other removes things from it, although, again, kind of weirdly, this doesn't necessarily make the pile smaller. As we talked about last time, we can think of addition in terms of stacking blocks, perhaps stacking two blocks on top of three blocks to make a pile of five blocks. So what does subtraction look like in this scenario? Well, let's imagine undoing what we just did. In other words, let's imagine taking two away from five. In terms of blocks, subtraction is then simply the process of taking, say, a pile of five blocks and separating off a group of two of them to leave you with a total of three blocks. Yes, this is another one of those simple as duh moments, but it is nonetheless the essence of subtraction. Although, of course, things can certainly get a bit more complicated. But before we get to those complications, I should point out that there is a technical term in math for a process like this that undoes what another one does. It's called an inverse. So subtraction is the inverse process to addition. Other familiar examples of inverse processes are division and multiplication, squaring and taking the square root, exponentiation and taking a logarithm, as well as trigonometric functions like sine and cosine and their inverses known as arcsine and arccosine. Just to hammer the point of all of this home, the fact that addition and subtraction are inverse processes means that we can add and then subtract the same number from some other number, and the result will be that absolutely nothing happens to the original number. For example... 3 plus 2 minus 2 is just equal to 3. Stick two blocks on top of a stack of three blocks and then chuck those two blocks aside and you're left with the same tower of three blocks that you started with. The addition and subtraction of two in effect cancel each other out and result in no net change. That's what it means to be an inverse of something in math. Okay, let's now jump in and think about how to think about subtraction a little deeper. First, notice that this view of subtraction as a means of taking some number of blocks away from a pile makes perfect sense and seems incredibly simple, so long as we're working with positive integers. But as soon as we throw negative integers, fractions, or irrational numbers into the mix, things get a bit more complicated since we can't exactly make blocks from these guys. To keep things simple, today we're going to stick with thinking about examples using positive and negative integers. Rest assured that everything will work exactly the same way with fractions, irrational numbers, or whatever. The arithmetic will just get a bit messier. Anyway, let's approach how to think about subtraction in a roundabout way by instead thinking about addition. In particular, let's think about what it means to add a negative number to a positive number. As we've talked about before, you can think of a positive number as a pile of things. But what about negative numbers? How should you think of them? There are no doubt lots of ways, but my suggestion is to try thinking about negative numbers as empty containers of some specified size. For example, in the expression 3 plus negative 2, imagine that the number 3 represents a stack of 3 blocks, and that the number negative 2 represents a 2-block-deep empty container sitting beneath the stack of blocks. Clearly, if you put the stack of 3 blocks into the 2-block-deep empty container, you'll be left with a single block sticking out the top of it. And that single leftover block represents the answer to the problem. 3 plus negative 2 is equal to 1. In other words, you can think of a negative number as a container that eats positive numbers. But what in the world does all of this have to do with subtraction? The trick is that you can think of a subtraction problem, such as 3 minus 2 is equal to 1, in the exact same way as the addition problem we just talked about. Make sense? No? Okay, think about this. As we've talked about, you can think of subtraction as breaking apart a pile and getting rid of some portion of it. The leftover part of the pile is your answer. For example, we can picture the problem 3-2 equals 1 by thinking about pulling two blocks off a stack of three blocks, which, of course, leaves us with one block. This result probably, really, really hopefully, doesn't surprise you. But it's actually quite interesting, because it shows us that the answer to 3 plus negative 2 is the same as the answer to 3 minus 2. The interpretations we're giving for the meaning of the two expressions are slightly different, but the end result is the same. Namely, that we're left with one beautiful block. The cool thing is that you can think about subtraction either way you like. Either as peeling away some number of blocks and seeing what's left, or as filling up an empty container or hole in the ground of some specific size that will consume some number of the original blocks you started with and leave you with some excess result. Either interpretation is perfectly valid. It's up to you to choose which way you like to think about it. Or if you want to invent an altogether different way, that's perfectly fine too. When it comes to math, you can be as creative as you like, as long as it makes sense with the math. So those are a couple of different ways that you can think about the meaning of subtracting positive numbers, which naturally leads to the question, how should you think about subtracting negative numbers? I'm willing to wager that you learned a rule at some point in your life saying something like, minus a negative is a positive. And while that rule might be true, simply regurgitating a rule without understanding what it means is a great way to get yourself confused and make math feel like a drag. Nobody wants math to feel like a drag, so I bet we can definitely do better in terms of developing your intuition for this. And while we're doing that, you might be wondering, how can you think about subtracting other, more abstract things like variables? How can you intuit the meaning of these kinds of operations? These are all great questions, but sadly, we're all out of time for today. So the answers to these questions will have to wait until next time when we continue tackling the challenge of truly understanding the meaning of subtraction. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. For more fun with math, please check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. Also, be sure to check out the catalog of the other 274 Math Dude episodes. They're all available at quickanddirtytips.com slash Dude and through your favorite podcast app. Remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dude and on Twitter at twitter.com slash Marshall. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to make math easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.